Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Encore. I'm your host, Tony Franchetti. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by One License. With access to over 300 member publishers and their divisions and a catalog of more than 125,000 songs, One License makes licensing easy. Their comprehensive licenses allow communities to reprint or project music for the congregation, to post services online containing covered music, and to copy practice tracks for rehearsal purposes. Visit www.onelicense.net today for more information on how One License can provide solutions for connecting with your communities during this season and beyond. One License, inspiring congregational song. And with that, I'm very excited to welcome on today's guest all the way from Ireland, GIA composer and Roman Catholic priest of the Diocese of Kildare and Leyland, Father Liam Lawton. Liam, I can't thank you enough for taking some time to talk with me this morning, and I'm super glad we were able to connect despite the time differences. Uh, how are things with you? Thank you, Tony. Well, first of all, can I say hello to all your listeners? Um, it's, things are good. Yeah, yeah, things are good. I, I'm now in a parish which I've never been in before. I'm pastor of a parish, which is about an hour and a half from where I was. I, I, I spent all my years in a place called Carlo, where I was teaching and I was involved in the cathedral here. But mm-hmm. through a set of circumstances, I ended up here in Edenderry, where I was born. And I'm now the pastor here. Sounds great. So we'll uh, we'll jump right into the interview here. Uh, first question I got for you, just kind of a little bit of a get to know you better question for our listeners here. So can you just tell us a little bit about your roots and upbringing? Sure. So I grew up in the very center of Ireland. If you've got a map of Ireland, I'm in the center in a place called Edenderry. And it's, uh, it's quite a rural place. Since I've come back to it, almost it's trebled in, in population. But the population is about 12, 13,000. And um, so I grew up here and my father was transferred here. He worked in the Department of Agriculture. So he was transferred. So I had no connections with the town. I have no relatives here, nothing like that. Came from, he came from the, the south of Ireland. And um, he met my mother in the office, which was about half an hour from here, where he was working. And they set up home here because he was transferred here. So that's where I grew up in this area. It's, it's a nice, quiet area. It's, you know, nothing, you know, there's nothing famous about it or anything like that, except the people are nice. Very good. So when did you begin to take an interest in music? You know, did you have any people in your life growing up that kind of influenced well, you towards well, that my path? Father, my father comes from... Well, it came from a, what do I call as a Gaeltacht area, which means that they speak the Irish language all the time. Mm-hmm. So he came from that kind of an area. So my parents, or my, my, my grandparents, were speaking Irish. Um, so my father, even though we didn't speak Irish uh, at home, he was a native Irish speaker. So he mm-hmm. immersed us in the culture and the land of the people. So that's why I, 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 I had a great interest in the Irish culture. My mother, on the other hand, her brothers were immersed in the show Bandiri here in Ireland. And so there was music on both sides. My mother's brothers were more contemporary and my father was more traditional. So I suppose there's both. Great. Yeah, that's a good, good mix then too. Yeah, there was, it was a good mix. 
it was um it, it, it entitled us to see both sides you know exactly exactly and that that's certainly you know very valuable definitely so uh of course so you know several years later that eventually led you to uh working with us here at gia well, in, yeah, in the states I mean, I- like I, I grew up here in in Indiana. Now there was a very good church choir here. There was mm-hmm. always a good tradition of church music here. So as a young boy, I I, I was in, I went to church on a Sunday. We're a Catholic family. Most people in Ireland, they're ninety eight percent nominally Catholic anyway. You know, so there was so we went to church on Sunday, and I was exposed to this music both in Irish, in the Irish language, and also in, in, in the English language and in the Latin as well. So uh, I suppose I had an interest in it, you know, in, in, in a kind of a sense. When I left school, I had no intention of joining the priesthood. I went to do an arts degree in, in a university which was close by. Uh, it was about a half an hour away. and. Um, I immersed myself in the student union. I used to play music there and all the contemporary stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, the contemporary singers that I listened to were, were Kate Bush and James Taylor and all the singer-songwriters, you know, Beatles. And, you know, they were the niche, you know, that, that right. I was. In my class, there were guys who were on what they call stage. And there were, there was about 200 in the class I was studying uh, geography, political geography, and um, sociology and English. But there were guys, some guys who come back from places like Chile, and had spent two years out there, and um, in different places in the world. There were Colombian priests, and they were fired up and were very enthusiastic, and they impressed me most. And I started asking questions. You know, about they were very much into to um, the learner buff and and you know the, this kind of theology. So because I was a twin, I am a twin. Oh, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't prepared to, to cut my ties exactly. You know, I, I I suppose I wasn't ready. So I didn't want to think of missions. But I so um, during the summer, I. I decided to change over and I decided to become a diocesan priest and that's where I studied. So when I was studying in the, in the seminary there, the, the university also had a seminary attached to it, which, you know, was handy for me, but um, because otherwise I don't, I think I would have finished out my degree and then gone and looking for seminary. But when I was there, I joined the college choir and it was, you know, very, very good. It was a very, very good choir there. And there were good numbers in the seminary at that stage. And um, we had good teachers. And I learned a lot of music. I learned a lot about singing. I learned a lot of, you know, while at the same time I was, I was interested in my own type of music. You know, I, I, I suppose, you know, Tony, I, 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 I was open-minded. So I learned a lot about everything, you know. Right. I drank it in as much as I could. Yeah. Um, at that stage, I was also studying the Irish language. I was doing that in my degree. And there was a group called Clonad. Now, you, 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 your listeners may know uh, the lead singer. 
because she's worked a lot with um, Hans Zimmer. Moya Brennan is her name, and mm-hmm. she, she was with a group called Clannad, and they had done um, series like Robin Hood. They had, um, new, they had a big hit over here with, um, oh God, what's the name? Uh, new Grange was one of their hits anyway. But anyway, um, so they were kind of bringing music in a new direction in the Irish language. And I thought there was something ethereal about that. I thought there was something spiritual about it. But I wanted to bring it a step further. I wanted to bring it into our worship. They were keeping it secular, but I wanted to bring it into, into our worship. So um, the first collection that I, I wrote was, was totally in Irish. It was totally in the Irish language. And um, it was, I remember, I remember the first time I played uh, at, at music, at a music fair, I, I sang a song on the bar, just a drum. It's called a baron. Uh, it's it's um, it's made out of calf skin. But I played a piece on that, and there was a man started to cry, and I, I I remember asking him afterwards, "Oh my God, was it so terrible that you had to cry?" And he said, <laughs> "No." He said, "Something in me, it touched the, the psyche in me, and, and you know." Yeah, this felt afterwards. Well, if I can do that, well, then maybe. So, how I came to uh, work with Chaye. So, then afterwards, it was at this music festival that Marty Hogan was over as well. Oh, yeah. And he heard music that I had sang. He, I didn't know this, but he went out and phoned Alec or Ed Harris. And he said, I think there's music here that you'd like. Yeah. And, and um, so he came back in and said, I've just been talking to my publishers in, in Chicago. I said, you what? And he said, really? Because uh, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't, didn't think it was any good. So I went over to America then and recorded the first collection. And the first collection um, was a piece called Clouds Veil on it. Of course, and, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, you know, that became quite, it was good for me, you know, it was good to me. Yeah. That's how, you know, and ever since then, um, I've been publishing with GIA. I, I, I suppose the difficulty is that GIA are, are not interested in Irish music. So I had to do that separately, you know. Right. Because it, it it wouldn't be it's a niche market. It's even in Ireland, it's a niche market, you know. Right, gotcha. But, um, but it's 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 opened up a whole new world to me, you know. Yeah. Oh, it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's given me so many friends, you know. For sure, and all these you you know all these years later, and all these yeah, excellent yeah. collections, you know, successful yeah. collections, and so yeah, it's it's been you know great for us too. We're we're tremendously happy to have you. So that transitions us uh, to our next question here. I'm uh, a bit curious to hear about the new collection that you have in the works from us. Well, as you know, COVID happened, right? <laughs> you know, and and um, we were when I was in the parish in Carlo, we were in total lockdown. You know, I spent six months just saying mass to an empty church to, mm-hmm. an, to, a, to a, you know. So the first piece I did was You Are Not Alone. I, I was very struck one day. This girl came to me and told me that her father had died during COVID 
and that she had sat in a car park looking at the window. He was in the other side of the window in the hospital. She couldn't get into him. And she sat there and he died. She sat there for three hours. And I was really struck by that. So I wrote a piece called You Are Not Alone, which is published by GIA. And um, and afterwards, my own dad died during lockdown. Oh, wow. You know, I'm so, my, so sorry. And I, I, we couldn't get in to see him, you know, which was really, really tough. And my, my mum passed away as well. That's how I happened to be here. My mum my passed away and my dad in the last year. And when my mum passed away, we decided as a family that we weren't, that we were going to take her out of the hospital and take her home because we couldn't let the same thing happen as my dad. So and at least she died surrounded by her family, by, by love, you know. Absolutely. Because, yeah, yeah, it was difficult. It was difficult. So this collection um, is really a collection of, of songs that I, I've gathered together over the past two years. You know, um, I, I hopefully we'll record it during the summer um, and then we'll, we'll put it out in, in, in the autumn. Absolutely. Yeah. That that sounds great. And um, for I just want to offer, you know, my deepest condolences from oh, you know the entire GIA yeah. family. And, you know, Thank it's you. it's we were talking before we started the interview just about COVID and, you know, the challenges yeah, yeah. that it brought, yeah. you know, for all of us, uh, just yeah. something that we just weren't prepared for, you know. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm curious as you know, as a priest, you know, you mentioned saying. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying mass to, you know, an empty church. And of yeah, course, yeah, that's yeah. that's different and, you know, a bit of a shock. But, you know, what are some other challenges that you faced as a priest during, you know, a two year pandemic? Um, well, one of the things was going into people's homes. I was very reticent and they were reticent to let us in. Right. We strangers and we were. So people who are sick and dying, you know, you couldn't. You couldn't visit them um, to bring communion to people. You couldn't, you know. Basically, we became prisoners, mm-hmm. you know, in 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 our homes. You know, um, I suppose I can speak a little bit about it because my father was in hospital, and um, when he died, there were only ten of us allowed into the church. It was crazy. Yeah. You know, to to. Um, to celebrate his funeral mass, and all the neighbors lined the roadway. You know, it was it was sad. It was it was very moving to see them, but it was sad also. You know, of course. Um, so when when mum passed away, it was a little bit different. It was things had opened up a bit. You know, things. You know, but I, I think that as a priest, I know I think people were looking for also, apart from the sacraments. They were looking for hope in their lives as well, you know. And I, I definitely, I, you know, I think that, you know, when I, I don't know if you saw it in the in, in the United States, but one of the things we we saw was on one of the first evenings of of the COVID was was the Pope in in on his own in St Peter's Square. Did you see that? Yes. In, yes. In, you know, I. I felt that he was very isolated and I, I felt that somehow like him, you know, in the beginning, you know. Right. But I, I, think, I think if it wasn't for my faith, I, I don't know, you know, it would have been very difficult, I think, you know. I mean, I, I think that 
at least with faith, we have something to hold on to. It's just you know? got to be kind of, you know, tough and like, I don't know if frustrating is the right word, but like just that you can't, you know, you feel that you can't reach people, you know, how you yeah. normally did, you know, you can't um, be there and comfort people like, you know, like yeah. we did before. So it, it just kind of left us scrambling to find new I ways. People, I, I think you're correct. And I think that people as well, they didn't know how to react. Right. No. I think that, you know, they wanted you to be there and they didn't want to were afraid, you know, so they didn't want, to, you know, they didn't have to react. I think, you know, yeah. I think we, we, with vaccines now, we've, we've become less and less fearful, you know, I think people were very afraid in the start. I oh, yeah. Afraid as well, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Just so many unknowns and not yeah. knowing what and what you yeah. kind of said, um, you know, about the Pope kind of spoke to me too. It just, um, every weekend, you know, during COVID, obviously we weren't going into church, but they were playing uh mass on one of the, the ABC affiliate yeah, here in but, Chicago. And so, uh, our Cardinal was doing mass, you know, from an empty Holy name cathedral in Chicago. So it was, you know, the same thing, just yeah. kind of a, just an eerie type of thing, yeah. something that, that we're just not used to, but you know, it was, uh, it was just tough, you know, not, we started with a canter every week and then we moved to two people and then mm -hmm. different areas in the church and then we moved to three and then we moved to four. You know? Right, right. Just it was all a learning curve, I think, as well for people. You know? Absolutely. All right, so we'll uh, we'll switch switch tunes here a little bit. Sure. So a couple, couple more casual type questions here. Uh, one question here. So you probably you haven't been in the United States since what uh, 2019 LA uh, Congress would that, that be? One was, was over at the LA Congress. Yes, in yes, yeah, right. Twenty, yeah, okay. So I guess my question is: When you come to America, when you come to the United States, what are what's your favorite place to visit? Oh God! Well, <laughs> I have to say, I, I love LA, but I also love Chicago. Oh, hey. I think Chicago is, uh, I suppose, because there's so many aspects of it, you know. Right. You know, I know that you've got the weather in L.A. and you've got, you know, there are lovely people. But Chicago is, 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 is like coming home, you know. And you've got the Art Institute, you've got Symphony Hall, you've got so many You've all seen past so many things that I can associate with as well, you know. Yeah, absolutely. As well as the institute, the, the GAE Institute, you know. But apart from that, you know, I mean, like I first came to Chicago to Old St. Pat's, the church. Mm -hmm. Where I first came and, and um, I, I've just got so many memories. Yeah, of course. But I, and I've been all over the states. I, 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 I've been to many, many places. But I, I think Chicago is. Chicago's got your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Good to hear. Yeah, there's definitely tons of things to do. Chicago, like very diverse, you know, people, which yeah. is great. You know, uh, so that's you know certainly you could find a lot of different you know culture in Chicago as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've got the same in LA and you've got the weather and you've got, you know, but in Chicago, I think... You fit together, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
So, okay, here's a good question for you. So if an American like myself, we're going to visit Ireland for the first time. Okay. And if I ever do, you're going to be the first call that I make. <laughs> but so what are a few spots, you know, things to do that you would recommend? Okay, well, I, I think it depends on how you're coming. If you're coming as a tourist or if you're coming to meet somebody like myself, some of the locals, or if yeah. you're looking for something. As a tourist, first of all, there are different places. There's all the West Coast is beautiful, you know, down in Kerry and Colmar and Galway, you know, places like that in Dublin, National Museum. I, I think you've got to, to um, meet the people and branch out from the tourist area because the tourist areas um, are very touristy and, you know, right. They cater just for the tourists. Um, but um, one of the things that I, I find about America, the difference in America and in Ireland is that in Ireland, you know, we'll say with liturgy anyway, it's, it's most places, 99% of the places are all voluntary. You know, whereas in America, like musical director is a paid profession you know, in, in, in the church. And so standards are higher, you know, here they're not, you know, it, it, people can all, always say to you, it's voluntary. You can't, you can't expect, you can't ask for it. Do you know what I mean? That's, Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so from, from that point of view, um, I, I think it's harder. Um, I think that, we, we've developed, you know, there's a huge technological, you know, area here which we're very, very good at. I think we need to develop the arts. I think mm -hmm. But if you're, if you were to come and visit me, I would take you to the places where you, you can see the history of how this place developed and how Ireland developed, and, you know. Yeah. And that's always kind of the, the way I like to yeah. do way like, you know, obviously, you know, you have your you do a couple touristy things, but then yeah. the real the real, yeah. you know, the real uh, yeah. treat lies with like yeah. the locals and, you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, yes. yeah definitely. Guinness. <laughs> yes, sir. A couple pints of Guinness, a couple yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Irish car bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Guinness story. It's the most. It's the most visited place in all of, of Ireland. Uh -huh. It's in a store where Guinness is made from. Wow. Oh, yeah. Even more so than like the Blarney Stone? And... Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. That's yeah, we, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I don't drink Guinness, but, but um, it, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, this has been really great. I've really enjoyed talking with you. It's been great to, to see you. You know, I uh, hope to see you in person soon too hopefully that uh the world allows that so we'll yeah. end on the next question and i apologize it's kind of a broad question but kind of a good way to you know wrap up our interview here so question is what's next for liam lawton well i i am in this parish here because the guy here had a stroke so i was coming up and down to my mom and I was asked by the bishop if I would help out here. And so I was appointed here. And so it's really busy here. You know, I, 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 we have an average two funerals a week. Wow. Yeah. Less, like five, 
So I haven't had much time to think about music, mm -hmm. even though I want to get back into that. I want to get back into into that kind of a life, you know. Right. So um, what's next? I suppose I really want to. I'm working on um, a film at the moment, an Irish film. Awesome. Yeah, which is good. You know, it's because it's getting me the creative juices flowing again. Right, right, right. And um, during the summer, then I'll do the, this collection for GIA, which I and I will workshop that as well. You know, with you know, hopefully with Ray Tess and that they're the company that 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 work with with, with GIA here, and and so and hopefully I'll get back to the states then next year again. Well, there you go. Uh, for our listeners out there, a couple things to watch for from Father Liam Lawton. Well, hey, th this has been awesome, Father Liam. I appreciate you very much. And like okay. I said, hopefully I get to, to see you soon. That'd be that'd be great. Please, God, please, God. And give my regards to everybody at the at the Institute. Absolutely. Will do. You have a good one. Yeah. All right. Take bye care. Bye-bye. Hey, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Liam Lawton. I'm going to play a 90-second clip of Liam's piece titled Breastplate. This piece is from the collection Eternal. For a limited time, we'll offer all Encore listeners 10% off this collection by Liam Lawton. The discount will be good for both the Eternal music collection and the recording. Again, this is the collection and the recording titled Eternal. Use code ENCORE10 at online checkout. That's E-N-C-O-R-E and the number 10. And be sure to hurry. This discount is only good until May 16th. Christ be with me, Christ about me. Christ beside me as I go, Christ before me, Christ around me, Christ within, above, below, Christ in circle now my heart, Christ in circle every part. Surround me, Christ be near and never far. Christ to guide me. Thank you for listening to episode 19 of Encore. We'll be back in a few weeks with a new episode. As always, stay tuned to GIA's social media channels and the home for Encore, soundboard.giamusic.com. Until next time, take care, everyone.